Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Blacks and Hispanics seek to stop race suicide in South Carolina. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me on Faith and Freedom to talk about this issue is Holly Mead. Well, Holly, this is another one of a series of amicus briefs that Liberty Council has filed. We filed in Oklahoma at the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. Kentucky Supreme Court, and now this one at the South Carolina Supreme Court on behalf of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference and the Frederick Douglass Foundation in defense of the state's pro-life laws. And in that particular case, it is a law that is one of the heartbeat laws that says as soon as a heartbeat is detected, which is generally about six weeks post-fertilization, then abortion is banned in South Carolina. That has been challenged, and we're going to be filing our briefs in many other state Supreme Courts mm -hmm. and other cases around the country in defense of life. Of course, why we're doing this is on, on June 24th, we had the historic day that the Roe and Casey horrible abortion decisions were overturned. We celebrated, and that doesn't mean, though, the work is finished. Now it goes back to the states, and these pro-abortion activists are now attacking these particular states that have these pro-life laws already in place. That's right, and so one of the concerns is that as the Supreme Court was activists in 1973, and they reaffirmed it in 1992 with the Casey decision, and they went way beyond what the Constitution said and meant. The concern is, is that some state Supreme Courts might do the same thing. Right. So you could have a patchwork in the various states. And there's going to be a lot of states that are going to be very strongly pro-life. In fact, since June 24, there's been over 60 abortion clinics that have closed. Hallelujah. And I think that number will actually increase Hallelujah. across the country. But then Planned Parenthood is now doing abortions in an RV, taking the RV to the edge of the states. For example, if your state is one of those that's banning or significantly restricting abortion, they're taking the RV just across the state line to a state that does allow for abortion and people are just crossing the, the border of that state having these abortions in the RV. That's one of their new outreaches to extend abortion and continue the killing of these children. Yeah, it's really tragic, Matt, to see how, to the extent they're going to kill these innocent unborn children. For example, in South Carolina, the governor in February of 2021 signed the Fetal Heartbeat and Protection from Abortion Act. This requires an abortion provider to test for detectable fetal heartbeat, Prior to performing the procedure, if a heartbeat is detected, abortion is prohibited. That is for all citizens except for a medical emergency. Well, the day after he signs this law, Planned Parenthood and a local abortion facility filed a lawsuit against the state. Right. And obviously the lawsuits that are filed in federal court, they're going to be dismissed. But now the challenges are working all the way up through the state court because mm -hmm. under the federal court, there is going to be no basis now that Roe and Casey are overturned uh, on June 24 of 2022. Our brief that we filed on behalf of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference and the Frederick Douglass Foundation was actually cited 
in the majority opinion with regards to the proposition that abortion has a racist and eugenic history, and it's founded in racism and eugenic ideology to eliminate certain populations, particularly the black and brown populations, and that was all part of Margaret Sanger's ideology that she adopted from Charles Darwin, wanting to eliminate the disfavored races, in her view, particularly the black population, so that a more northern European white population could emerge as superior. That was her thinking, and that was behind the first iteration of sterilization, voluntary, then forced, if you don't voluntarily agree to sterilization, then contraception through various kinds of chemical drugs that were invented, and then rolled out abortion. All of it for the same reason. And 86% of Planned Parenthood's abortion clinics to this day still are in these minority neighborhoods. Now, Sam Rodriguez is the president and CEO of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference. It has more than 42,000 evangelical Hispanic churches. And he said, quote, we saw the post-Roe generation was inevitable. Americans' opinions were changing, and it seemed to accelerate that more Latinos became engaged in the public square. The pro-abortion lobby and the politicians beholding to them didn't see the sands of public opinion were shifting under their feet. Eventually, a vast majority of Americans waited or wanted some restrictions on abortion, and they wanted to leave it to their states to decide. The truth is that I was the last person, he said, surprised by Dobbs. I was just surprised it took so long. This is um, a growing, you know, and we're, you know, Sam's a, a good friend of mine. I serve on the board of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference. I'm the global uh, general counsel and executive vice president of NHCLC. And what you're seeing within the Hispanic population is a growing pushback against this decades of abortion. Yeah, and our brief highlights the fact that these minority groups have been, have objected for decades that Planned Parenthood has been targeting them in their communities. For example, these various African-American leaders stated that abortion is black genocide and calls on blacks to stop these practices to avoid what they call race suicide. Birth, uh, abortion is just birth control is just a plot just as segregation was a plot to keep blacks down, it's a plot rather than a solution. Instead of working for us and giving us our rights, you reduce us in numbers and do not have to give us anything. And that's a African-American leaders such as Julius Lester, Dick Gregory, Daniel Watts, and H. Rapp Brown. They described abortion as black genocide and called on uh, the black community to eschew these practices to avoid race suicide. Uh, you know, some of these um, concerns were raised by the Black Panthers early on when these abortion clinics or these contraception clinics, they were contraception clinics before they were abortion clinics, they were being placed in these black neighborhoods. And some of these uh, black activists um, saw that this was a plot to reduce the black population and pushed back on that. Now, obviously, the Black Panthers got involved in a lot of other things as well, but this was one of the pushbacks that they did early on in the history of abortion and these birth control um, projects that Planned Parenthood ultimately brought forth. 
If you look, for example, at our brief and the history that we uh, look at with regards to the uh, abortion issue, one of the things you find is a link between abortion and racist eugenics. They're manifold. In fact, our brief actually says that. The links between abortion and racist eugenics are manifold. For openers, Margaret Sanger, we write, focused her eugenic goal to eliminate the unfit on minorities. In promoting birth control, Sanger advanced a Negro project, gave a speech to the Ku Klux Klan, advanced eugenic breeding for the gradual suppression, elimination, and eventual extinction of defective stocks. Those human weeds which threaten the blooming of the finest flowers of American civilization. That's a quote from Margaret Sanger. Can you imagine if she did that today? Well, yeah. Our brief goes on to say she personally set up birth control clinics in minority communities, including a clinic in Harlem in 1930. In a personal letter in 1939, Sanger explained her plan to stop black population growth. And this is a quote. The most successful educational approach to the Negro is through a religious appeal. We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population, and the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it occurs to any of their more rebellious members. How blasphemous can you get? So she had a Negro project. She spoke about that to the KKK. That Negro project was to reduce the black population— and she wanted to sort of do that surreptitiously, like she's trying to help the black population, but in reality, she's trying to reduce the black population. So she needs some surrogates who are black to be able to carry her ideological bucket. And so what she did is she reached out to these liberal ministers that would then promote Sanger's ideology and her birth control clinics and say it's all right. You know, this happened during the Holocaust where yeah. religious leaders and some rabbis did the same thing to their communities. It's okay. Don't worry about it. All is well. Just trust Adolf Hitler. They did the same thing with, unfortunately, the situation involving abortion. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash life. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith family and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776.